That's Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Batforth Radio, the Batman and DC podcast with No Limit Fun One tonight. Let's get to it. We've got Tom in California. What's up, guys? And we've got Jesus in Jersey. Believe. And I'm Robin Cross in Canada. Okay, a few years ago, going back pre-pandemic, you know, it, it was a simpler time. It was a healthier time. We had less dire worries, and there existed a sort of campaign to badger one Tom King into writing the phantasm into his main Batman continuity. And uh, when this finally came to pass, the artist spearheading it was one Clay Man, one of our very favorites around here. This came to pass in the Batman Catwoman 12-issue miniseries from Tom King, Clay Man, and Tameo Mori. And fast forward to now, uh, as of the time of this, we're looking at what, June 14th, we will be at the final issue, issue 12 of the series, joining us here tonight to maybe shed some light on uh, what we will see at the end of the will they, won't they wedding story of Batman and Catwoman is, as I said, one of our very favorite, Mr. Clay Man. Thank you, Clay. Hey, there's a hand. Artist extraordinaire, Clay, man. Absolutely. What's going on, man? How you doing? Pretty good. How are you guys? Doing all right. We're good. We're good. We're all still uh, alive and healthy here. Glad that we all have made it to the end uh, of this run. You know, we all survived long enough to see it uh, come to pass. You know, the, one of the big things in Tom's Batman run, you know, in his Batman proper run from Rebirth, the beginning of Rebirth up to issue 85, was one of the probably the most covered in the news event from that was the uh looking to be wedding of batman and catwoman which obviously we know how things went there and Mm -hmm. that story is now wrapping up in what you guys are doing in the batman catwoman story here yeah yeah do you guys do you know if he still has to do you still have to have security for you guys when you go to I mean have you have you been able to go to any conventions Yeah, I've never had death threats. I uh, yet don't have that problem. I don't piss people off, so I mean that's not that's not true. I can find people I piss off on Twitter. <laughs> Probably. Well, there there are people who will uh throw some insults your way, I'm sure just for doing uh Batman and Catwoman together. There's this weird. There's sort of weird cliques that exist of people that want only a particular relationship between two specific characters to exist. And if someone is writing or creating a, a, a different relationship, there's this unreasonable hatred. And I, I don't know why that's. You know, they're, they're not. It's not a documentary. They're not real people. 
Yeah, and it's also like I don't really care because um, <laughs> right now anybody buying that book has to be a Catwoman and Batman fan. Mm-hmm. So, and those are the people. Those are the people I'll listen to right now. Oh, I'm I'm sure there are at least a few people hate buying it. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> I wish there was more hate buying it. Yeah. But, it, it but even then, away. I mean, even the hate ones are kind of like I like the art, but yeah. <laughs> so I don't but but I don't know about this Tom King's writing. <laughs> I want to say I remember. Uh, I can't remember specifically what Grumpler said, but he he was uh, talking about how, regardless of what he thought the the story would be, he knew he was going to like the art. Somebody said that. I don't remember yeah. which one specifically, but definitely a testament to your art. Was uh, was this series? Did they add on another issue, or is it always planned to be uh, around the twelve issues? It was. I mean, my. I believe it was always going to be 12. I mean, I even, I even backed out of three of them, but yeah, I think it was always going to be 12. Um, yeah. I don't know if I can recall anything other than that right hmm. now. Yeah. You mentioned uh, the three that you weren't in there. So Liam Sharp did uh, cover three issues in the middle there. Was that just a, a matter of the, the scheduling, trying to keep to, to the schedule, getting all those, uh, that, that workload? I mean, it was a lot of stuff. Uh, it was just, it was just a lot of stuff all at once. And I mean, getting to the drama quick. I mean, other than there was a lot of personal stuff for me. There was also like I never was happy with the start of the book. It kind of psyched me out because even when they announced it, I hadn't even drawn Batman seventy eight or seventy nine. So, like, I still was drawing those. And it had a bumpy start with some talk with Dan and the wedding. And the 5G was going to happen. And there was a whole, like, you could... I remember, because you guys know the 5G, everything was going to go forward. Originally, like, the ending of the book, they were going to... I think they were going to get married and kiss and then all of a sudden be old or... There was some weird 5G ending to Batcat, and then that got scrapped, and there was just a lot of back and forth. And But, yeah, there was – I mean, I'm also blaming myself. I was late, but also some personal stuff that I don't get into. But, you know, we all have that, and it can it can affect your performance and stuff. And, and then on top of that, my contract ran out, and <clears throat> I wanted – Obviously, when you have no contract and you renegotiate, you want to raise. And I was basically told that I didn't really add value to the book and it just really kind of hurt my feelings in a bit. And I was just, I I just wasn't in the mood. So I was like, I'm going to take some time off and that's what happened. Wow, dude. Uh, Which is interesting to hear because... As as much as I, I was like refreshing my memory and palette by rereading every issue, I read, went back from start to finish. And as much as I like Liam Sharp's work, no, nothing against him or his work. It was a definite shift in like, uh, I mean, his art and your art are completely different styles. So there was a complete shift in like tone. And I remember while I'm reading it, I'm like, this looks cool. 
but like you know like i i really loved clay stuff uh that was leading into it and then when you came back on it that was uh awesome because it was like yep this is kind of where i wanted you know what i wanted so to hear that uh they said that about your art number one uh i don't know i I think i i don't speak alone when i say they're batshit crazy for saying that out of their minds because uh for me at least like it was one person particularly. I don't even think they worked there anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much they represented DC at the time, but like, I don't know. I just it was kind of like I feel like I bust my hump and I try my best, and it was a little soul crushing because I. Lo- I mean, I really enjoyed DC. Um, and it yeah, was man. Just- it, it's 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 funny though that the person who said this to you was. Most likely, someone who no book has ever been bought because of them. So it's funny for them to say something like that, especially when, like, I I work in a comic shop and I can say that that is not true. People people will buy a book because your name is on it. So, well, I was kind of like, <laughs> I'm gonna either I might I'm gonna sound a little silly here and maybe big headed, but like, I just didn't like that conversation with dc so i actually like went and found retailers and i picked some in california new york and here in florida and i emailed them and i wanted to know sales i wanted to know why people bought the book i asked them to ask people who bought the book why they bought the book and i felt a little better after i got their answers back and i don't know it was like I said, it was just a lot of things all at once, and it was just too much. So I bowed out. I needed a break. So How did you feel when you came back? I mean, I'm still out of contract. I have no idea what I'm doing after this, and it's kind of, it's, it's, I had, uh, I don't know. I'm in a weird place right now when it comes to just, like, um, my value and like, I want to, I want to, I just think it's, it's made me more driven to do something more uh, because like, I don't want to be on Tom King's book. You know, I want to be Clay's drawing this book, you know? So it's just kind of opening my eyes to like, maybe I need to do more or like just, you know, like you had Sean Gordon Murphy on here and it's like, I'm not saying I want to do what he did particularly or the way he does things, but like, you know, I need a mix of where I am now and what he does. Like just something like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Dude. Yes, for sure. And you also want to, it sounds like you want to have your own options too. Like you don't want to be like, you just said like pigeonhole to always support Tom King's writing, but also express yourself in ways where you're not limited to, the opinions of a bunch of new people that don't even know what, probably what's really going on too. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I've enjoyed my time with Tom, but like, but like when DC told me, um, you know, I didn't really add value to the book and they even like tried to throw me old numbers back on the city of Bain. And I'm like, <laughs> the issues where I was drawing Bruce in Hawaii like, of course, they're not higher selling than the ones with Bane in it. But 
Yeah, I was just like, and you know, I read reviews and it's like Tom King's Bat Cat. And I'm just like, I'm pigeonholing myself and it's going to be the end of my career one day. And, you know, I don't have that long to really, you know, I just Dude. need to do more, I guess, something. Yeah. I, just, just judging like by interviewing artists in the past year down to when Fabic was finishing three jokers. This has definitely been a common concern within the community too. Like you're, you're we're seeing this whole shift within everyone. And um, to me, I feel like it's a sobering experience for you, but I feel like unfortunately DC is not, they don't have the interest in even their top tier artists and they don't want to sign them for these long term deals like that's the vibe that i'm seeing and i um, mean i don't even i can't even get marvel to reply to me so it's like i don't even <laughs> my value is just like <laughs> like it's just it is a crazy time it's like a mass exodus of talent leaving both companies and it's like man like this is so far from what made me a fan when i was a kid mm-hmm. like right. you want your you want I just don't know. I don't. Nothing. Nothing's really making sense to me. Do you? Do you feel? Well, I think something that um, that I mean, we as a group can agree with is your art for us kind of drives us to a specific title. Um, you know, like I didn't necessarily like it when they split off the Batcat from the main Batman, but the fact that you were still going to be on it, I was like, I'm still going to read that then. You know, like that's still that's still going to be a book I pick up because that art is freaking insane. And I think something you were mentioning about like your worth, like I think it's a good time maybe to prove not just to not just maybe to others, but like yourself on like what you're actually worth, because, you know, maybe this is kind of a great time to uh, you were mentioning like, the last time we talked, you want to kind of do something with your brother. Um, like, yeah. dude, like most these most most these like pieces of saying like most of these artists who are fucking like rock stars, like you guys, like this is some of the best comic art, like in history that we're seeing. Cause yep. you guys are so meticulous and you're inspired by the really good stuff when we, that you were kids. And so you're just like upping the ante every time. So we're cracking open these books, just thinking like, Oh my God. And then we're hearing like, you guys don't have exclusive contracts and we're thinking like, what the fuck? So maybe this is just kind of the universe saying that like, it's time for you guys to do your thing. And, I guess my question is, do you feel like there's anything else you want to do at at a big two that is that that is as important than doing something out on your own where you can feel maybe a little more free? Oh, 100%. I mean, like, I mean, I could pick almost, I could pick, if I, if Marvel called me tomorrow, I'd be like, uh, I'm a better artist when I drew X-Men last time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I could really do good. Like I could give, plus they're my favorite characters in existence. I mean, Batman's a zero to X-Men being a 10 for me. So like I could only imagine what fun I would have. Mm. And it's just like, if I could just talk to you guys, that would be amazing. (laughs) Like it's weird. It's weird. And then, you know, at DC, uh, I did, I I had a couple ideas with my brother and we are going to, I am going to pitch something to DC when Batcat's over with my brother. 
but you know we're writer we're writers and the artists of it and like it will be a claim a man brother's book like and hopefully they if they don't go for it i don't see myself really i don't i don't know what there is for me to do there Mm. um i just i mean i'm not going to just i promise myself i'm not doing anything anymore like i'm not just gonna say yes to you know if i if bat cat ends and they're like do you want to do booster gold i'll be like no Mm. i'm just not i'm done doing that i can't i just can't I mean, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed Batman, and to be honest, like there's perks to it. There's royalties and all that stuff. So it's like, once you have that, you can't really. It makes no sense to go backwards, mm-hmm. and so, I don't know. I I think it's. I just think everything, like you said, it's a good time. It's like an awakening to yeah. me, sort of, to just force myself to. You know, it's a good thing. It's not, I'm, I'm sounding negative, but I think it's a really good thing. It's hard. It's hard because like, you know, just it's fucking, it's funny because I've had this conversation with Jesus. I want to say like a year ago, he's a free, he was a freelancer. He's a freelancer. He's, he was like, you know, I don't want to speak for you, Jesus, but you were at another gig that you were kind of feeling the same way as Clay's describing right now, like pigeonholed, having to be a yes man, not wanting to do that, want to do your thing. I was just having this conversation with, uh, my therapist about feeling that way about my job and thinking like there's, I need, I need to force myself to find my value and do what I want to do rather than do what is easy and what other people want me to do. And the last couple of years as a comic reader have shown me that if you're a badass artist, people are going to follow you to whatever you do. And if you kind of set yourself up right and they know where to find you, you're going to be like, you're going to be fine doing exactly what you want, supporting yourself, doing like the projects that you want, you know, like the kind of like the Substack thing, um, you know, some of the Indiegogo stuff, like some of that stuff that, that I've seen. Go ahead. That, that the whole Substack thing pisses me off. Cause it's really, <laughs> why, is, why is that? This is really just artists. I mean, it's not artists. It's really just writers. Oh, it's, I got you. You know, the writers got the deals and they picked the artists and, or they didn't, I don't know. I just, I don't like it. But like, so is there anything that is compare compatible for like an artist to do? Like Patreon, I don't know, Patreon. Like I, I subscribe to Ben Templesmith's Patreon and. I thought uh, about Patreon, but like, I also, a reason I want to write too, it's just cause it's like, you, you, you know, and I sit, you know, Man, this is going to just be one negative podcast. No, dude. No, no, no. Uh, You lit like even just lately, like Brian Hitch. If you follow him on Twitter, like he's um, he's been talking about. There's several people. They just kind of talk about like it's just kind of it's tiresome. The what artists don't get, Mm -hmm. and like a writer is making more than the artist probably. And, but they get to do six, they can do anywhere from two to six to seven, whatever books they want a month. So you're talking about a ridiculously higher income. And then they also get a Substack deal on top of it. And it's not envy by the way. I mean, I want, I'm not saying they should, they deserve that, but I think artists deserve it too, you know? 
I'm not saying they shouldn't have it. I want them to have it, but I want artists like it, but artists can't do that because they cannot draw as fast as a, a writer can write. So like mm-hmm. something, it's just like something needs to change. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, and honestly, I think the only change is I need to write stuff myself because that's the only thing that's going to solve it. Mm. It's interesting because um, when <laughs> when you like think about like I, I when you think about what people are collecting comics for, at least uh, like the CGC graded stuff that people want to preserve, like a lot of it is the the cover art, the art, you know, the artists. I don't like, for example, like if I see a, a book that someone is collecting more often than not, if you have the opportunity to get it signed, like you want the the artist to sign it. Some people are going to want the writer to sign it. But like for me, if I go online and I look for something like signed or try to get something signed, like I'm not really going to go for the writer. I'm going to always go for the artist. If it's like 90% you're going for the artist. Yeah. You know, like I was looking guys, I think you guys like art. (laughs) (laughs) Because I mean, I've been in enough cons to know like I'll sit next to Tom and he'll sign 10 times more than I will. And it's not, and yeah, he, but he did do 10 times of books, but I'm saying like Tom will have a dead spot in his line and I will. And I just think, I do think people value writers more right now, which is fine. That's fine. I I think a lot of that comes though from, a misunderstanding from casual readers, like a misunderstanding of the medium and uh, an underappreciation for how much of the storytelling comes from the illustrator, the colorist, you know, everything. And even if you look at the work of like letterers too, letterers get no attention, but some of those guys are putting work in that adds value to, to the book that they're on. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm anti-writer. I'm not, I want, I'm, I'm a hundred percent just want to get closer to that side. And so, um, why, why can't I, why can't artists do more like what Sean has done, you know, and then have the, have the, have a little bit of both worlds and that's kind of what i'm more interested in now just from my you know the past couple years have you uh have you talked to sean clay recently um about some of the stuff that he was he's been or that he's you know some of the conversations that he's had i i i i think he mentioned zorro on your podcast yeah yeah i'm 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 thinking i'm talking more of like plans that he has that i don't want to i don't want to speak publicly about it it's more about more like you guys as creators probably talk about it have you ever chatted to him about that well i was gonna say yeah i did talk to him before your podcast and he told me about zorro and we did talk about things that i wouldn't repeat on here yeah and um it's It's i think things that you're talking about basically yeah a lot but a lot of people I don't think it's a secret. A lot of people think Sean is kind of big headed. I'll say that out loud. <laughs> a lot of people do. You'll say that. Right. Okay. But you can't deny that he is a hard worker and he's yeah. got good ideas. Like oh, he's sure. trying different things and I'm all for that. Like, yeah, I, uh, you know, and, and not to speak for him, 
but kind of going off of what you're saying and a little bit what you mentioned earlier. Um, I and you know what kind of hit me and, and reminded me of it was um, he's writing Catwoman. He's writing and he's drawing Catwoman, Lowly City. Um, uh, Cliff Chang. Cliff Chang. Uh, yeah. When he came on and we were talking to him about that book, one thing that he was asking us, he asked us a question, and I, I remember saying, "I feel like I feel like DC isn't doing shit to advertise this book." And it's a right. really good book. Yeah. Um, and very underrated. And uh, that, not to jump in, I'm sorry. Um, you could just tell in his voice that there was just an anticipation of he didn't have a dial on how it was going to be presented or reacted to because you could just tell he didn't have the marketing support. Yeah. And he, he was kind of walking in the dark. And to be honest, I'm kind of curious how the sales are going because – it's in this large format that it's not really designed for the average comic book reader because it's at a higher price point of let's say what eight bucks. The average guy is not going to pick that up unless they really know what they're getting into. Um, well, I mean, book for I, five dollars, you know. When they when they were launching that book, I heard a lot about it, or I was interested because I saw the covers and stuff. But yeah, I mean, DC will just hate me if they listen to this, but yeah, they have a huge problem. I think all companies do, and it makes no sense to me because advertising for them is free. They will tell you a book's coming out and they'll pimp it some, but then like for Batcat, it's 12 issues. They don't talk about it for, for two from issue two to now. They don't talk about it. Like imagine, imagine like a TV show having like, I mean, I just saw advertisements for season four of Stranger Things. I mean, just imagine them not saying anything and leaving it up to a customer to just find it on Netflix. Yeah, like, like, they, like they, they just advertised season one when it came out, and then they didn't advertise the, the seasons after. Yeah, and it's like just why, why – I mean, for example, like Bat, Batcat 12, they do get married, right? Yeah. They do. It's not a joke. <laughs> They're getting married. Um <laughs> But like I did reach out to DC because I did have a I had a retailer literally DM me and was like after the whole thing with Batman Fifty can is it I know you can't tell me but like can you point me in a direction because my fans will want to know and I need to order and if I don't order and then they do get married I'm gonna get there I'm gonna get in trouble and if I over order because I think they're getting married then not again and I'm like. I'm not, they're getting married. I was like, they're getting married. And I reached out to DC and I told him that. And I'm like, can you maybe just like, can you like do any advertisement on this at all? And the answer I got was you and Tom are doing fine. Fuck. And, and maybe, I think maybe they'll do something down the road. But for now, Tom and I, I don't get paid to advertise. But but like, you guys are the ones that are doing it all. Like wh- everything that I see is you guys on social media promoting it or you know retweeting well, that's what social when, media has turned into it. is us having to push our own products. And then and then we're having to worry about like saying or doing something innocuous and it being turned into something that ends your fucking career. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I'm I don't really like social media and I'm actually pretty quiet on it. And the only thing I use it for is try to pimp my product. Mm-hmm. But like, since I don't use it a lot, 
I also don't gain as many followers. So it's like, but DC has millions of followers. Can you just, I mean, what does it cost DC to tweet a picture and then to say, you know, the wedding's coming, Batcat 12? Uh What, What is that? Five minutes of someone's time? I don't. I don't understand that they they That's already the f- have a person running the social media anyway. Well, it's just it's frustrating because you mentioned the lonely city, and it's like I want to ask you: Is it even like is it over? And if it's not over, that's really sad because I have no idea. Like no idea. Mm. There's uh, three issues out. Is it over? I feel like it was delayed, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, a lot of—I mean, a lot of shit's been delayed for various reasons, but yeah. And and then like another thing, just as like just being like a Tuesday slash Wednesday warrior, you know, I go to my other comic shop to try to find variants, and what I noticed with Bat Batcat is, like you said, there just wasn't this like scheduling and this awareness of when it's coming out, and a lot of times it's like. I hate to say it, but I feel like in instead of advertising, they just want to have like Jim Lee do a cover and they'll oh, guarantee sales, you know, like I'm not gonna yeah. get it. Like I'm always gonna get the A cover, but if Jim's on it, it's like you a think- no brainer. You know, like to me it's it's a little gimmicky, but it's- Well Jim was on the covers. I did ask Tom to ask Jim to do covers from the beginning because, again, as a 90s fan, mm. any connection I have to those guys is like... Yeah. So I love that Jim is doing covers for the and, book. And they're great, but I feel like that's, you know, he gets to pick and choose, and um, like I want to see more of your covers. Like I've been a fan of you and Tom for a long time. Um, even Heroes in Crisis, like I was going through that series because of your artwork and Visually, like everything was directed through the artwork, like that dominated the whole series for me. And um, I was excited to see you do Back Hat uh, because of that, because I knew that I knew as a reader and a fan, we knew what we were going to expect out of you all the time. So um, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah you know, like, it's to me, I've always said it, um, you're just highly underrated, and it's because. They haven't given you these opportunities to really do what you do best. And, um, you know, like, well, I mean, just, I, just to be devil's advocate and not sound like a com- complete complainer, what you just said, like, I know a lot of it's on me. Like, if you take my personal problems the last, you know, two years or whatever, like, I should have been more on time on Batcat. And, you know, beggars can't be choosers. So I'm just like going forward, whatever my next project is. You know, I'm hoping my head's on right. I'm hoping I'm, like, excited. I'm hoping, you know, if it's DC that we've come to some terms that make me excited to work, you know, I feel valued. I'm just, like, I need a lot of things to align, and I think I could just do a lot better as an artist and whatever. This may be overly optimistic on my part, but hopefully with the changes again happening at DC, you know, uh, at, at the top, as far as, you know, the, the discovery merger just happened, hopefully, you know, with personnel changes. Yeah. I'm so hopeful every, every, too. everybody knows the 5g thing didn't, didn't go through and thank God. And I don't know anyone who wanted 5g to happen when they heard what it was. 
And if the person who told you that your work doesn't add value had any part of the 5G thing, then we can see how valuable their opinion was because nobody wanted that to happen. And furthermore, if Clayman's art does not add value to a comic book, (laughs) then why is a major Hollywood movie taking obvious inspiration from your work in Batman comics? Okay. I don't think they did. So I see it all. You don't that. think they did, Clay? <laughs> you don't think they did? <laughs> okay, well, one, if I could... Look, I'll tell you off the start. Unlike Sean, who I listened to... <laughs> I Look, I, I, I was pacing in my head before the movie came out. I would have died to have my name at the end of that movie. Mm. Like I would have wanted nothing more and like not, not over and over, not movie after movie. Cause then it's getting old and then, yeah, you want to see a little paycheck, but like, you know, I'm still a fan. So yeah, I would have loved if they actually took that stuff from me, but like, man, I even sat down and tried to do the math of when I drew that, when they started filming it, like when they were announced and I didn't create a silhouette. I want, look, I want to believe that's me. I think it's coincidence. And also when you watch the movie, it's not that orange. So if anything, I think maybe they enhanced the pictures. I think you're being very nice. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to, I don't have the ego to say they took that from me. I'll say. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, I went, I went to the premiere in New York and uh, I sat one seat behind Jim and even, you know, they had already listed the thank yous online and I, you know, and I wanted to, I wanted to be on the list so bad, but I wasn't. So I don't, I mean, I just don't, I think it's coincidence. Silhouette. Uh, there, there's a lot of coincidence. I'm, I'm going to respectfully disagree and say that your name should have been in those. Well, yeah. I mean, I wish. There, and I, I, I there had to have been like these panels up on a wall somewhere, uh, you know, when they're ta- when they're talking about certain things. That I would think that uh, it's just too close. Also, regardless of the time frame, um, we all know now that time is a man-made construct, and uh, <laughs> you know, ideas um, they transfer and they correspond beyond space and time. So, just the fact that you were already ruminating on this idea and these these panels, you're already putting well, it out I looked, there manifesting. I, well, I did do the math. And they could have used it because I drew those when, um, when Pattinson was filming the in like when he was finishing Tenant. So it could have, it Boom. they could have. And again, yeah. that's why I was. Look, the fans made me want to believe so much. I got this stuff on Twitter every day, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, please, 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 please have looked at my stuff. And, and they like, definitely did. And it and it doesn't even stop at these ones that we're looking at here. We we talked about this before we got uh before we started recording. There are those promo shots of Rob and Zoe that look so much like shots of your Bruce and Selena. Like there there are so many examples that it it can't all be coincidence. I'm remi- I'm remembering now the the date the date issue. 
uh, where mm-hmm. it's Bruce in his blazer with a turtleneck. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, because they, they, was... they didn't look. They didn't look at that and go, "Let's go to the premiere dress this way." <laughs> I'm not saying He's they there. did, but whoever is like dressing them, you know, like, whoever's you know marketing and all that. Stuff. Oh shit! And then Zoe's dress too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it just looked too similar. I, like the, want the... To, I want to believe it. I don't care about the red carpet. I wanted my name yeah. on the end of the movie. Yeah. Jim Lee didn't even have his name on the movie, but there you go, man. And he's in talks with those dudes, right? Like he's but, he probably. Yeah. I mean, Jim Lee did the whole style guide for the movie too, which is kind of. I hard. don't know who did what. To be honest, I just was like, you know. I really i I went to New York. I saw the premiere. There couldn't have been. I went to the after party. I stalked Pat and Sam. I was too afraid to say something. <laughs> you know, uh, I went to a party before it started, and Jim Lee was there. It was such a small group. It was like only like ten people, and like I was so excited to talk to Jim. And then some guy walks up. As like, because Jim got up and greeted me. I was on a rooftop, and he, this guy, kind of like he didn't interrupt, I guess, but he walked up. As I would say, interrupted. I hate he, him. He cock blocked. I, <laughs> I hate <He> him. <laughs> I would say, but I like, him. I barely remember, but I swear he asked Jim who he was because Jim was like started to say his huge title, and I'm like, I wanted to like punch him in the face or throw him off the, like you don't know who Jim Lee is and this is my opportunity to talk to Jim Lee like, yeah. I was so, like so, um, someone could have taken a silhouette photo of me and Jim Lee on this rooftop yeah but so I my and then and then Jim like I like talked to Jim until the movie started and Ugh. blew my chance and uh, so oh, you were you were just wanting to talk to Jim as a fan Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, another thing, not to, again, not to try to pile too much on the negativity train, but more so in general, and I feel like uh uh I, I don't I don't ever I don't try to complain too much, but one thing that I don't understand and didn't get, and it kinda is like I don't know why they do that. Um, they slapped on a bunch of like you know, the color, right? The color scheme of the movie was like black and red. Yeah. And to promote the movie, they made like collected hardcover editions of like uh I don't even know what it was. It was like year one, hush, I forget what else was in that like little hardcover wrapper. Darwin's cook. Right. And yes. then even even at the movie theater they were giving out free issues and it was issues of the long Halloween. And mm-hmm. I'm sure this is more of like maybe a Warner Brothers thing than so much as it is DC, but you have an actual Batman Catwoman comic book on the stands in the stores right now. I don't understand why they wouldn't give out like free issues of like number one or like variant covers. Well this with, goes like, back this goes back to like promoting, like promote the ones they did. But also I know those had to like those are they promoted those because they are kind of like reference material, right? Mm-hmm. But why not go forward? Why not say here's a movie if you liked it? There's literally a Batman Catwoman. Like again, how hard is that? It can't be hard. Not at all. And you, I don't. Yeah. They don't have to give them out of theater. But like, so I was a little salty. Like they, when they were doing the ads for the Batman, and they're like only in theaters. I did a couple tweets where I like not only in theaters. 
Like, <laughs> also in comics. Yeah, and I posted, you know. But then they did. They did add to the end. I think. I think they caught wind of it by. By a few people complaining or something, or just someone changed their mind because they did add on the end of the preview, uh, those comic books. But it was like way later. I mean, they mm. probably missed out on hundreds of thousands of people seeing that stuff. But um, Clay, I'd like to introduce uh, the Trunkler himself, uh, adding on to the stream. Trunks oh, to, bring, to bring you up to speed. Trunks, uh, we're talking to Clay Man this evening. Um, for anybody else who's maybe just jumping on, even I don't know why I'm saying that because this is pre-recorded. But um, I, I, I think this is a Trunks imposter. I, I don't that, think that's what I suspected too. Yeah. <laughs> Willie Trunk. Oh shit! It isn't Trunks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is a Trunks imposter. Reveal yourself. That's what she said. God damn it! It oh. is an imposter. I thought it was the real deal. Yeah, no, I, 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 I could smell an imposter from a yeah. Okay, yeah. well, Willie Trunkler, we're t- talking to Clay Man right now. He's talking specifically about how, um, for example, the Bat Cat or Batman came out, and uh, the books they decided to promote during that time were, you know, twenty, thirty-year-old books. Okay, they did add influence to the film, but uh, a lost opportunity was maybe handing out a free issue of Bat Cat to drive people from going to see the movie into the movie theaters your thoughts i think it's a good idea bloke (laughs) (laughs) oh really committing (laughs) maybe it is the trunkler yeah but no clay i think that um i we're we're definitely hearing you on a lot of these things we try to be we try to be like positive and we try to like i need uh, to be positive i literally look at this piece of paper i have here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i need to be positive i'm not Man, I, yeah i'm i have a lot to be positive about i'm i do have a fault i will critique things before i like say anything positive about them yeah but that, i think that's just like the nature of uh, an artist uh someone who is constantly creating and, and being critical of their own work. That's just kind of the, uh, the, uh, lens that you see the world through. But I would, we, I agree with you, man. I think we agree with you. Um, overall in general, the ball has been dropped specifically, uh, with, uh, comic artists and, um, you know, not, not holding your guys's weight properly. And, uh, just kind of letting multiple, multiple, ver- multiple comic artists who, are, who we feel are great kind of just slip through the fingers. It's kind of insane, but I think, like we were saying before, you know, if you're going to test the waters, I think it would be a good time to see who's going to follow you where, because um, your art stands on its own, man. Like you don't have to worry about people questioning that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you got to, like you said, you know, maybe to prove to yourself, flexing your writing muscle. That'll be the fun challenge, I think. Yeah, and I mean, I would hope it could be... I want to stay at DC, so I'm hoping I can do something there. Uh, well, I don't want to... Yeah, I don't want to... Obviously, you have a pitch ready for your brother for DC, so um, you don't want to give that out because you want them to hear it first before someone else steals that idea, but um, hopefully they go for that. But let's put that one aside. If there wasn't that one that you were pitching and going for, is there any other character that you feel would tantalize your taste buds to kind of try out? At DC? Yeah. Um, 
so here's my thing. I can find I can find joy in almost anything I draw. Like for example, Heroes in Crisis. I didn't I've never drawn Booster Gold before. I really didn't know who he was, but I had a lot of fun with him. And it's like I could have a happy time drawing that. If I love the story, you know, of course. But the problem is if they don't give you a raise or a page rate you think you deserve, well, Batman gives you royalties. Booster Gold will not. Yeah. And it's like, so then you're, when you're counting on things like that, it's a tricky place to be. If money was not part of the scenario, and I'm, look, it's real life, it's going to be part of the scenario. Um, I would, I would, there's so many characters at DC that would be fun to draw. But like, you, you have, like, I have to be responsible. I have to think about that. Like, I'm not going to go draw a nobody character. The pro, that's another thing. It's like, they should be investing big names to draw less known characters so they can potentially become great characters and like, People want to buy them. And then you don't just have Batman selling well. You have titles selling well. Uh-huh. Like, you know, Batman isn't the character that needs the biggest artist right now. It's these uh-huh. other these other characters. Yeah, and then also, like, if you see the assortment of every week, Batman is 70% of what's out there. And uh, as much as we love that, we also like diversity because we don't want to be reading four or five Batman stories at the same time. You want to be able to really enjoy and differentiate what's going on and on the offering. So it's like, like you said, it's like, why it's wouldn't you hard, push more yeah. characters, you know, just to show this range and to kind of have more of a presence. Um, it's a hard position to be in because if you're an artist and you get offered, you know, let's say even Superman, you get Superman or Batman in front of you. You're going to make more money on Batman. You're going to sell your original art for more than Superman. And it's like, this is why no one really wants... I mean, I'm not going to speak for other people, but like, people people will want to be on Batman, probably. Mm-hmm. And then, then you're like, you know, how are you going to get a big-name creator to a small character? You know? Uh-huh. I I don't know. I just I don't know. I I I wish sometimes I could like just go to DC and be sit in a chair and be schooled on like all this stuff because there's got to be something I don't understand. It just has I, to. I I think a big part of it is they don't have things figured out themselves. So it's like yeah, it's down. it's really what it is. Like in all aspects of industry. Um, because, you know, I come from the apparel world and I, I design stuff with DC licenses and for we go through WB and there's no one that we know. <laughs> like, I've been doing this for a while and this team, it's like every time we meet, it's a set of new people. And there's just no, it's not how, we, how it used to be. There used to, you used to know people for years and there's just, they're they're treating this. You know, even with the merger with Discovery, they're treating this like they want this to be ultra corporate. And to me, comics are not sec they're it's very secondary to them and they want to hit that billion dollars with the movies and it's all about 
streaming services and just trying to keep up with Marvel and and just it's all about the movies to them, uh, which is really shitty because comics is what brings in new fans. Um, you know, like movies always compromise because they want to kind of sell tickets, but comics is what keeps the people here. Um, mm. And and another thing, bloke, is um, how now they're charging six, seven dollars cover price for a book. And um, minimum, yeah. I don't know if that's by design or what, but I just don't understand how these young blokes are not getting priced out these days, too. I think maybe that's why half the titles are from the big bat black, not the big uh, black bat. So I don't know. It's food for thought. Yeah, it's it's getting tougher. I feel like people are not. Um, I feel like they're almost um, blocking comic shops out. You know, they want it to be mainstreamed. Um, but how can an average Joe afford five Batman comics um, a month at $7 a pop? Yeah, sometimes they're asking too much, not only in price, but in schedule. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have the numbers handy. Uh, I can't give a percentage, but we saw so many people drop Detective Comics when they were doing it weekly. Like, there was just every week, there's Detective Comics, Detective Comics, Detective Comics, Detective Comics. People are just dropping, like, oh, it's too much. Yeah, but, like, I mean, if if one guy buys a weekly Detective Comics and three people drop it, or two, I mean, they'll make more money still. It's crazy. I don't I don't know. I, I'm, I miss so much of, like, when I was a kid, and you had a month to, like, talk to your friends about an issue. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. you know... Like wonder what was gonna go on, and it it just felt it was nice. It was that wasn't a burden, and now it's like you collect Batman. It's like two times a week. Like, yeah, I don't. I mean, and and it's not only with Batman. We can't uh, you know act like it is. Like uh, the the same thing happens over at Marvel too. Like. We had what three, four years where there were no X Men books, and then they brought them back with you know X Men Blue and X Men Gold, and then they bring there's this X Men, and then six different characters get their get their own solo book again, and it just asks too much of people, and you can see that as particularly when you combine it with the increasing prices, people stop buying things. Yeah, or, or or they're also like inspired just to wait, right? So it's like, let's just get the trade, yeah. uh, so everything's complete and it's a little more affordable. But I think um, you know, just for Clay, you know, seeing guys like Sean and maybe Jason, and and we've seen it with Scott Snyder, like they've shifted out, and it's all about going independent. And when you have that talent that you have and that wilted right, you know, if you do your own Kickstarter down the line, a small project, I know that people will really back you up and they'll allow you to be ultra creative and to do and to give your best to a book. And that's what we want out of you. And um, to me, that, you know, that's where I would love to see, you know, in a year or two, we're having this conversation and, and you're doing your own thing on the side. I know us as fans and, and in our, community they're gonna back you up on that so um you know i think it's something you should consider instead of just waiting on 
guys like D, that guys like DC that don't know actually what they're doing, you know? Yeah, I appreciate that. It's, it's scary, though. I mean... Yeah, of course, it's, it's growing pains, but, you know, you see guys like Sean, and, um, you know, Sean did his Kickstarter, and he's having longevity and success, and he's able to, like, lean on companies like Image. Like, once he's had his personal success, he can kind of take it to the masses after that, but... It's it's an it's a new wave, you know. It's like, it's it's the shift of how CDs went from MP3s. Like, this is, it's happening within the past year and a half. It's happening to comics because of that oh, yeah. longevity. Clay, Clay do you, I see that your camera is pointed downward. I'm assuming that's like so we could see. Like, if you're drawing, we could see what you're drawing. Do you like stream anywhere? That's actually I'm pretty ridiculous, and I tape the box. So it's actually not pointing down. <laughs> so what? It's wait, a, what is it that we're looking at? <laughs> it's a FedEx box sitting straight up. This is like vertical. Okay, it was an yeah. optical illusion. So oh, I thought that, I thought that's where my paper would be, like way down here. No, I, I thought. Stream. Got it. Um, uh, have you have you ever thought about like streaming? I thought about doing a Patreon recently, but then. You know, I was trying to get my brother to help me with it, and then mm-hmm. him run it, and I supply the content. But it's just on my list of things to do, dude. Probably. Once you like, I think that once you see, once you see that success with like your own independent like thing, it's just gonna make you hungrier to keep doing that because what the thing that you have that like writers don't is that you have the ability and i don't know how much is you're allowed to show like when you're in the moment drawing things i know you could probably tease certain things like obviously it's going to be a batman book so you could probably show yourself drawing a batman or a catwoman but like writers no one wants to fucking see them sitting typing out words but artists like people will join your stream to watch you draw and watch your process and Mm -hmm. the reason i bring that up is because unlike a writer you have the ability to build a like a following based on just your craft and them wanting to watch you do what you do. And like the more time you spend doing that and building your audience that way, they're going to follow you wherever you go, you know? And, and uh, it's people are doing it with literally everything, you know, any kind of task or, or whatever they can do. People are creating these like, you know, little communities of, of their own fans. And then those people then will follow you to any project. And yeah, like uh, David Finch's uh, YouTube channel has gone crazy. Yeah, yeah YouTube. I just actually watched one of his videos. Oh, yeah. What, Killer Croc. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His... Fuck, and dude. It's, it's cool. That's another cool thing is seeing someone expanding. Because, you know, like, we've, we've seen Dave's work for it's been a couple decades now that he's been working at uh, at the big companies. And we've seen him paint things before, like, you know, there's everyone knows that Brightest Day cover that he did, the White Lantern Batman. Mm-hmm. But seeing him tackle new techniques and just, you know, get really good at those, it, it's, it's fun to watch an artist that you love uh, doing new things. And, yeah, I, I yeah. would totally watch, uh, watch you doing the same thing. I really like his stuff. He told me years ago. A book he is working on and i'm just waiting oh. for it to come out yeah yeah i know what you're talking i know what it is yeah. too i i've been sworn to secrecy for for what feels like forever 
It seems like everybody knows about it, but you're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like that too. <laughs> and like there, there are so many hints out there. Like even with people who haven't been told, there are so many signs. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. just just no announcements have been made. It's it's crazy. Yeah, any any video based platform, YouTube's YouTube would be good. Um, YouTube's okay, but something that like Patreon allows is like the like your feed. Can, every post has a better kind of like um, it's more user friendly to build community and like connect. YouTube isn't as linear as like a Patreon, and I'm trying to think of maybe something else that would be similar. But like if you if you stream on, was that? We can't understand something you robotic. Water. Yeah, but yeah, like Patreon, Patreon, you can like, um, you could like stream, you could, you could use a different, like, uh, you can send a link for like a video stream and then they can join doing that. And then in your Patreon, you know, you can make a post and then everyone can comment under it. Then you can communicate back and, you know, that kind of thing. So like, you don't have to worry about social. Go ahead. Yeah, I've been looking at them and I've been looking at a few people's. Uh, yeah. Patreons. It's just like, yeah, um, yeah. I'm an idea guy. I need to follow through on some stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, dude. And you're like, uh, it's a very silly com- uh, comparison, but um, you guys are kind of like artists. Comic artists are almost like professional wrestlers in that I can pick up a comic book, and if I don't know any better. I don't know how much time is is put into the panels and the, and the pages, right? Mm-hmm. And if you just you know turn on the TV and watch a wrestling match, you just see two guys like duking it out. You don't realize like the travel, the waiting, like all you know the physical toll. And it's still real to me, damn it. Yeah, like I was thinking about man, like comic artists are kind of like pro wrestlers because they're like sacrificing their body, and <laughs> it really is. You guys sacrifice a lot, and you're you're doing things almost like in the dark and hidden away from us. And we get the nice, crisp, you know, end result. But people really don't know how much uh, you guys are really busting your ass, you know, doing what you got to do. Yeah, and it's also like you guys make it look easy. You create this illusion that it's just so seamless. And, you know, I find myself when I'm reading a book, sometimes I have to slow down because it's visually so smooth. And to me, I'm like, man, let me slow down because I'm like, man, someone busted their ass to get all these panels done enjoy every little part you know yeah i should start a patreon because you guys would see how hard it is <laughs> dude like the- i erase so much like yes. i am envious of artists who like look i'm not people will say clay's not fast right i hear that all the time it's not that i'm not fast i erase so much like i just can't i cannot draw like that like you'll think it's funny. <laughs> you think it's funny, but like, but when I get in that mindset, right? I will literally all I will draw for all day, and I don't mean eight hours. I'll draw for fourteen hours, and I won't get past like Batman's face because I'm just like I have to get it right, and I I refuse to move on to something else because I'm so like it's. It makes no sense. I'm paid to draw. I'm a professional comic book artist, and I can't draw a face. Like, it's it's maddening. 
And how then, much of it? How much of it do you think is that you really can't draw versus it's just a battle in your in your own head? Um, I just, I mean, a hunt, it's 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 the truth that drawing is not easy for me. I don't. I'm sure a lot of it's in my head. I 100 percent can get psyched out because, like, if you give me something that I want to draw, and this leads me into like maybe like. Or if I want to draw or I'm inspired, I don't even remember to sleep. And it's so exciting to draw and it's, it's fast. But yeah, if I'm not behind what I'm drawing or, or someone says I don't really add value to something, I can't get out of my head all that stuff. And it's like drawing is so hard. And I... You know, I can't I can't turn my head off when I draw either. So if I'm in a positive place, that's awesome. If I'm in a negative place, I just can't I can't draw. I will be drawing all day, but the results there's no result. If that um, makes sense. You mentioned before when we spoke to you last time that your art is so personal to you that you can even remember what you were eating, like when you look back at a page or a panel. Yeah, because it's my life. It's not like it is. It's that personal. It's and it, not personal like I care about the art that much. But yeah, it's my. I. That's, in a. I don't know if it proves it to people, but like that's like if I'm sad, all I will remember I was sad, and I, I'll be sad all day drawing it, and that's why I remember it. Like what? Yeah. So that's kind of what brings me to this question. What's the last time you remember being totally psyched out, positive and happy? And like, what's what's a page that you remember? Man, I fucking that day was the shit. Like, you know, you know, what, what's some like the last page that's out right now that we can maybe flip back to and see? Something in Heroes and Crisis. Okay. Do you remember like what what panel or what page? Uh, just a couple things in that first issue I was just so happy about drawing and had so much fun. Um, yeah, I the, it makes me depressed just saying that. Why? <laughs> um, because it was a long time ago. It's a long time ago. Yeah, but I I think you, do you think you can replicate replicate that that like uh, feeling. I think yeah, that's I, the key to figuring out how to replicate it. Oh, I already know. I know. I know. I know all the puzzle pieces that I kind of mentioned them earlier. I need to be. I need to get. I need some. I need some clay care. I need some like. I need some. Someone to tell me I have some value. I need to believe a hundred percent what I'm doing. And I think you know. I I think those are all obtainable, but it's like I can't just have one or two pieces of that puzzle anymore. I need. I need to. I need to do. I need to be in a place where I have all of them, dude. You are ripe and juicy and ready for like a Patreon. Like that's exactly what that would offer. Hey, you're you, you're like, pretty much describing someone that needs to represent themselves and go in. Yeah, man. Do your own thing, you know. Or, or even, or even like a crowdfund thing, right? Yeah, you like, you, you definitely have a big enough fan base that uh, if if you and Seth just decided to to strike out on your own and do. Uh, but I don't do like kind of thing uh, on your own and people would back you for sure. But I'm also like, I love comics so much. Like yeah. I really think I could find that too at a big two. I just, you know, uh, 
you know. Uh, well, yeah, again, that's that's, 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 that's uh, I I have to say that that's some terrible talent management. To you, know, obviously, it's a uh, it's a negotiating thing. You know, it's about saving money to tell a creator that they don't add value. But Jesus, are you horrible at giving a pep talk? to someone who is creating work for your brand. Well, telling I will them say, yeah, that's it. hurting you in the long run. <laughs> After they said that to me, I said, I, I did, t- I did go up higher on the chain. I said, I refuse to talk to that person again. Good. Um, and for being a dick and, and they, I'm not going to say names, but you know, they, then they started all the, you know, the normal things you hear every time you want to raise, and I'm like, can you just tell me you don't want to pay me more? It's your job. Can you just can you word it like that for me? Like, I don't need to hear all, all these things that are like really hurting my self esteem. Can you just say you don't want to pay me more? And they did. Yeah. They literally said, we don't want to pay you more. I said, thank you. Could have just we started with that. Yeah, like thank you. Like, yeah. okay, I get it. But like. The the damage is already done. My feelings were hurt, and but I think the reality is is that that was just something that they they in a very shitty way thought would be easier to say than we we don't want to or we can't pay you. And um, the thing that the reality of it is is that there's thousands of fans out there that would tell you the complete opposite, and they would do it with their money to show you that it, that they're thinking the complete opposite. And they would support you. And the things that you're talking about, like the process of your craft, where you're struggling and like erasing or like that kind of thing, that's sometimes the most interesting for people. And it's also sometimes really inspiring because, like I said, all we see is the end result where it looks perfect. And we Mm -hmm. take that for granted. And if you give us like a window into the process of it, it becomes way more personal to the reader and they appreciate it way more. They appreciate you way more. And, you know, it's kind of like, uh, like that's, that's, a, that's just kind of where it goes. And I think that's why people will follow that kind of process more or follow you specifically more. Like you're ready for it, man. You're ready for your coming up party for sure. And also, I think it's also a good time now because as difficult and shitty it is to not have an exclusive deal you have the freedom then to do things on the side you don't have to tell them oh i can't or i i'm not going to do this or that like you can explore shit while you're you know kind of working out with them right yeah i mean i've had i've had two interesting offers as a as a 90s fan that i'm kind of excited about uh and i didn't have to say no because i'm not under contract but like I know I'm afraid some will laugh. Rob Liefeld, <laughs> he asked me, like some people, he's, you know, he can go both ways for people. He asked me to do a page in like a profit book he's doing. I said yes, because it's Rob Liefeld. And I have to pay back what he did for me as a kid. So obviously I have to. Uh, did someone laugh? Nope. No, not that oh, I know. I thought I heard a laugh. Yeah. Uh, you're you're not the only person who uh, who speaks positively of 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 Rob Rand here, and it's it's interesting for how much shit he catches online. You know, I don't know if it's his personality, the the way he says things he's saying, but he he's catches a lot of shit online. Way. But the the things that I've heard from other 
comic pros, like specific, specifically illustrators, I hear nothing but great things. I mean, his negativity towards DC has rubbed me the wrong way sometimes since I worked there, but also like if he didn't, I don't know. I mean, may, I mean, maybe I'd be where I am now if he didn't draw comics, but a hundred percent. If you take Jim Lee out, Eric Larson out, Rob Liefeld out, I'm not drawing comics. So when someone who's a hero to you asks if you want to do a page, it's like, yes. And then Tom McFarlane asked me if I want to do some a spawn cover. Nice. And I'm like, have to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another example of you adding value. If you do a spawn cover, just like when Sean Murphy did one, I'm buying that fucking book. Mm-hmm. Your stock just naturally goes up because as a fan, you know that Todd has reached out to you and he respects you that much. Yeah. So, so, I mean, he said, if it took me, I haven't done it yet, but he asked me a while ago, but he says, if you draw it in a week, I'll publish it in a week. If you draw it in a year, I'll publish it in a year. So I think the offer is still good. Nice. So I'm going to do that. As soon as I'm off that cat, I'm going to, handle Rob's thing and handle Todd's thing. And I'm looking forward to doing something for, for myself as like my little kid self. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. sounds fun. That, yeah, that, that's that, what, that'll be some battery recharging for you. Yeah. It's what, it's what drove you here in the first place. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I, I think you need to lean on guys like Todd because he knows talent. He knows He's like, you know, I don't want to say he's anti-establishment, but he's the guy that started all this. You know, if it wasn't for him walking out, he didn't, he wouldn't inspire guys like you and readers like us. Because we're all part of the same generation, but Todd knows how to grow his business and his brand. And he doesn't need, he, he's grown so, so much that DC is still as someone, as, as someone that has competed against DC they're leaning on him to make product for them. Like, that's what's so yeah. fu- funny. I need to do <laughs> covers. I'm trying to finger, you know what I mean? Like, I need him. their whole product, um, art, you know? Yeah, I need him to, I need to do his covers so I can ask him why he didn't make a Phantasm toy. Like, I'm I sure just, he's going to do it. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't know, man. man. Dude, there's, there's a, <laughs> I, I got a clay face. Oh, my God, look at that. So if if there's a clay face figure, that means a phantasm one can be done. I don't I mean, think he's I don't think he's anti making any figure if you can convince. Like I don't even know if you have to convince him. It's just like I I'm don't sure think it's on radar. He, I feel like I don't know who's responsible for that decision, but it's like and and we also yeah. need to add up eyes as well. And, and he, I don't think he know. I mean, you know, I don't think he's aware too much of um, what doesn't have a figure or what doesn't you know what i mean like i think he like you said it's just not as on maybe someone just needs to put it in his ear and then you'll get excited about oh and not, we gotta not do just, a phantasm figure yeah, and and not just figures but since they're bringing the uh batman black and white statues back give oh, us a phantasm right. black and white statue it's Dude, just like sick. ghost ghost maker has one and i'm like how's phantasm not have one ghost maker has a figure or it's coming out it's coming out very soon oh. it's jorge holden Dude, speaking of um, sick, sick, uh, po- uh, great ghost posters on the subway. I think that was issue. Yeah, I forgot what it's issue. It's funny was. when that story Two. started. 
I wanted Grey Ghost in the... I feel like Sean and I chase each other a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we're both fans of that cartoon. But, like, I remember... Because, you know, the phantasms in that book, because of me, I had no... But that's as far as it goes with me. I had no control of what he did with her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you asked... You asked uh... You asked Paul Dini if it was okay, and he's like, yeah, why not? Yeah, well, I had to convince DC to let us put her in the book, and, you know, I also had an idea for that I pitched to Tom about using the Grey Ghost, and I think Tom said it didn't make sense, which I would argue with, but which I just assumed he didn't want to, which is fine. He's the writer, but... I did. I did want to draw Grey Ghost really bad. I wanted him to mentor Bruce. I'm trying to remember oh, yeah. what my reasoning was. Oh, because in the book, if you guys are reading it, like you know how Catwoman doesn't kill the yeah. Joker until Bruce is dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, wanted, but yeah. I mean that spoiler's been around since. Yeah. But yeah, it had something to do with that. I think I wanted. I think I wanted Greg Ghost to mentor Bruce and that be the reason why he wouldn't take I don't remember. I just remember after Tom said no, I was like, Well he's gonna be in it no matter what. So, <laughs> Fucking put him on a poster. Put him on the posters. Yeah, uh, an- mean- another cool thing through the series though, just uh piggybacking on that, uh I like your uh use of Batmobiles. Uh, that's always a cool thing to see. Just old ones. Yeah, yeah. Just getting like you know the animated series Batmobiles yeah. in there. Uh, I think you. I think well, I refused. Had... I refused to draw a new one. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, why do you need to create a new one when there are so many cool ones already? Also, no, I, I, get, I think you had the eighty nine in there. It won't get attention. Tom doesn't draw like car scenes, so I draw it for one. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah. He he's driving classic cars. What's wrong with that? Nothing at all. It's awesome. So man, um, what is your time frame as far as like you pitch this thing with your brother to DC? Um, what are you looking at as far as like time frame on that? Like getting it done or started just, or just like the like process? where like yeah as far as right now because you you got to finish Batcat. Where do you see yourself kind of coming to DC with that? I mean, as soon as I'm completely free and I've taken, like, a breath, which I don't know when that, how long that'll be. But, like, I don't imagine it'd be too long. Uh, I'm not even sure. You know, I hear a lot of pitches get turned down. I've been told, go straight to Jim Lee, go straight to... Um, can't I'm, I'm, not, this, no no <laughs> no um man marie uh just go straight to the top or do i go to an editor and i'm getting, getting mixed mixed stories on it so i don't know what i'm gonna do i might i have jim lee's number maybe i'll Maybe I'll call him and be like, <laughs> call, call him up, talk about 90s X-Men and forget to pitch. <laughs> I'm not going to fanboy. I'm not going to fanboy. I just like, 
Oh, well, I mean, I'm just, I, have I'm just my, <laughs> I have my X-Men door poster. I'm going to, I'm waiting until I'm at a con with him because I will take it. And I need to oh, no it. way. Yeah. From when you were a kid? Yeah. I'll, Whoa, yeah. that's awesome. I mean, and I, I mean, I'm still a fan. I just bought a Wildcats poster on eBay that he did. That's Very sick. on my wall right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm a huge fan of those image dudes. So. Yeah. Um, what? Not to. I don't want to keep fucking bugging you about this. Like, what? What is it? What does it take? Do you need like more time, and do you need just like to have like a free schedule to sit down and do like the Patreon thing or whatever that might look like on whatever platform? Um, I'm not looking to add things. <laughs> I'm not looking to add work to my thing. So like. But I told my brother, like, I will give you 50% of whatever I make if you want to be like my boss and say, you need this. I'll give you product. I'll film something. I'll give it to you. But you do you do all the online stuff for me and all that. Uh-huh. And I'm just kind of waiting on him. I mean, he's a school teacher, so he makes no money. So school break, Isn't it spring break right now? Uh, not here, not that I know. I think that's April. Are we in April? I don't know where we are. Yeah, April. Yeah, we're um, April, April 16th, maybe it just yeah. passed then. I'm not sure. It's, but, kind of, it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, but no, it's kind of like I want to do it, but I got enough things on my plate right now. Right, so right. I kind of want him to do it, and he wants to do it. Um, so we just need to come up with a little plan, I guess. Dude, when you do it, you have a, uh, a built-in, uh, you know, you got a built-in street team to push it wherever you put it out on. So well, we're, we're ready, that. man. I just need more than like twenty people, or I might hurt my ego. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you just judge it based on the streams that we'll get off this episode, like that, you, you know, that's that's a pretty good. De- we we get surprised at who still listens to this shit. Like, especially, like, we'll put this up. Whenever this goes up, that night into the next morning, we'll already have at least 200 streams on just one platform. Mm-hmm. And it's in the middle of the night. So there must be people who, like, work night shifts that are happy to have some content to listen to in the middle of the night. And, uh, yeah, man. So, you know, you'll they'll, they'll come check you out for sure. As soon as you have something out there, we'll blast it out and, and they'll uh, we'll reroute traffic to you. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. So uh, we talked about it briefly, but you have this uh, this Batman Catwoman comic book uh, that's been running. Uh, we've got one issue left. We are two months out from the final issue, but uh, what can you tell us about issue 12? They get married. <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> so crazy. Like, like for real. <laughs> yeah, not... Uh, not the uh, I I don't want to call it a fiasco, but I th- yeah this was another thing. So issue fifty, you know, for everyone who was reading back then, issue fifty of Tom's run was super promoted as the wedding issue, and then because of you know how the story was always intended to go, they weren't actually getting married in that issue, but. So much promotion was put into this is the wedding issue that there was a big backlash. But now everyone finally gets what was always intended to be the end of that story is we're seeing that finally happen now. 
And guess how much promotion it gets now. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why. That's probably why. I think well, my then, editor I think my editor asked if they actually get married. Yeah. Like DC. People have PTSD. Like, they get married, but also it's not canon anymore, so maybe no one cares or canon, that's a whole nother argument. But um Do you do you think that the canon thing, does that make it more fun or do you not care either way? I don't care because um I I would net I don't care about canon that much because like how so you're telling me so Tom King writes Batman for uh, like I don't know eighty some issues right it's can it's canon it's canon yeah then he gets taken off Batman to only continue his story and now it's not canon to you like it just doesn't it doesn't every time a writer switches on Batman you might as well pretend the last writers wasn't canon anyway, if that's really your thought behind it. Because everyone can just read, you know, Tom has Catwoman really, you know, invested Bruce and Selena, but like Tinian takes over and all of a sudden they're not in one day. Like it doesn't, I don't know. I don't care about that stuff. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah, but it's sort of like the next creative team uh, puts a coat of paint over what was done previously. Yeah, and like you look back at all the stories that so many people hold dear, and it's turned into canon. Um, I don't think a wedding will turn into canon because it's not. It's just not the same thing as like Batgirl getting shot, or you know, or Frank Miller's you know stuff he's done. But I just I don't I don't really I think anybody who's reading it and enjoying it. It's as real as Superman can fly to them, so it just doesn't... I mean, it's just... I don't know. I don't see the argument, really. Yeah. I, I You know, I think people wanted this to happen, and it gives redemption. Um, you know, obviously, when it didn't happen, Tom got all this negative feedback on Twitter, so this is his opportunity to have that closure and give people really what they wanted. So... Um, I don't know. I, I felt like I had kind of mixed feelings because it was such a big event. Like at that time I worked in Midtown and I waited, I went to like Midtown comics at midnight and we, you know, we thought this was going to be this whole big event. And then there was kind of word that it didn't happen. And then I remember, I think the next issue was San Diego comic-con and I met Tom, I, I met you there. Um, and there was this whole vibe that like shit, like people were getting kind of pissed about it, you know, like, <laughs> You know, and uh, this is this is I think this is an opportunity to make things right in the storyline. And at the end of the day, we do want to see that after what was it? It was almost what 82 years. So, yeah, I mean, I get the canon thing, but also, yeah, like like you said, you were you read Tom's run and you've decided to follow it over to Batman Catwoman. That's. That that's as canon as if it would have happened in the main line, because. Tinian would have probably come in or a next writer or whatever, mm. divorce them or something. Gotcha. And then it's just it's just as it's the same thing. Mm. But yet, you know, in the same respect, like Tom also made that point that Bruce is at the end of the day, he he's Batman and he can't commit to having that whole life with Celine Selena. Um 
initially, you know, like the, and, and it kind of transcended and turned more into like a mental thing. But at the end of the day, Batman can't really be married because he's married to his purpose. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the ending of the Batman. Like he could have right. ran off with a love, you know, this girl and he, they just decided not to. It's just too fucking complicated. It's just not going to work as, as much as they convince you for like 10 seconds as they drive back and forth, you think it's going to happen, but you also know it's not going to happen, you know? So, yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, and, you know, this is the opportunity to give fans what they wanted. It's like, you know, so I'm, um, I'm all for it. You know, I'm, I was disappointed event in the beginning, but there was the other side of me that said, yeah, it's not going to happen because that's just the complexity of, of the storyline and the relationship. So, um, I was excited to have that, this sidebar. Um, and to me, it's kind of like, it's a, to show this longevity of Tom going through 85 issues and then Tinian going through, you know, um, what was it, 115, 120, and then Josh. Like, I don't know, it just shows that DC is just, they're a little confused, you know, like, you guys had the biggest run. Tom had the biggest run. And now how many more times? Like, thank God the, the run is still going on because I think once it hit 100, there was kind of that feeling, you know, when 5G was coming on that they were going to cut this series. Yeah, re- reboot it again, the new yeah, number one. Reboot it again, and everyone's like, shit, like, we've committed so much of our money and our time and our efforts. So the fact that this is going on still is a positive thing, but – the fact that they're changing so much, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because we're so used to like Tom had a pretty epic run where he was supposed to make it to 100 and he stopped at 85. But to me, it's like the Batcat series. It helps give Tom, you and Tom, that validation and it helps Tom move on and he's doing the right thing. So um, me as a fan, I'm, I'm happy for that to happen, even though it took – what what is it? Almost three, four years, right? Like it's been since twenty eighteen, right? Probably. I mean, yeah. well, you you'll get your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know, that being said, I thought it was kind of silly. People freaked out so hard when it didn't happen. And uh that was just I mean and, and, and that was solely because of all the marketing that they put on it. Yeah, it was if, they had, if, if they awesome. had done their usual level of marketing, then That's there wouldn't true. have been any anger. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, how many issues of, Cat, of uh, Batman Fifty did they have? You know, I think all the over five hundred thousand. I think. Yeah, I I own most of them, so uh, they they uh, didn't sell it, man. Fifty, like they had every artist and their mother make two variants of each. I did. I did pull every Jim Lee. I don't. I don't. I don't pull every variant of every book, but I did pull every Jim Lee variant of this book. So it it gave us Jim Lee variants, which I think that was a good thing. I think so. That's one good thing that came out of it. You know, um, Clay. What? Yes. If you look back at the Batcat stuff, mm-hmm. what is actually? Let me go. Let me let me go around this way. We'll we'll save the best for last. Um, teases. Who? Is the coolest looking character that Clay drew? Tease you, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you look at the Batcat stuff, who was the coolest character that Clay drew? 
just visually. I mean, my, mine's going to be so biased. I mean, it's definitely Phantasm because oh, we've been yeah. meeting him and yeah. the way that it was stylized, like we've had him on before and there was always talks about it. And for us to see it, it's like, shit, like who who's going to do better than that? You know, I'm looking at it on my screen right now and I want to see a spinoff or I want to see more of this Phantasm art because it just looks fucking sick and it looks updated, modern. I get ideas, yeah. But, um, I mean, again, I think what's cool about Clay and what I expect from him is, like, the way that you stylize characters, and um, we've also said in the past, like, especially with female characters, you make them look so athletic and yeah. strong. And, like, especially, like, I remember in Heroes in Crisis seeing um, that the way that you draw Babs is so unique and so dynamic. <laughs> and e- even with Selena, like, you make her extremely sexy looking like you you make you give her long legs like you give this like super stylized feeling that makes every panel really exciting and and interesting so you have have your own niche and um i like how you draw batman i think you make him look classic and really strong but the way that you um bring these female characters to life really just visually sparks so much interest that you don't even need words half the time, you know? Well, thank you. My answer is Phantasm. Phantasm. Robin, who would you say is is the coolest looking for you? Oh, it's, it's the same damn thing. Uh, it's, it's Phantasm. You know, that, that was why I was waiting for the series to come. It was to, to get Phantasm, have her, finally in the main comics not just in the animated series based uh issues but just to have her in the main books like it it felt like she was finally there for real and to have one of my favorite artists bring her there it's it's just perfect yeah uh, uh i'm going to be the break in the chain and uh even though phantasm looks awesome um i didn't expect number 1 that helena wayne would be like in the book and number 2 like I fucking love that suit, that that bat suit that she has, and so like anytime she was in the bat suit, even like fighting with her mom, fighting just like in general, just jumping around, I was like, "Fuck, that's a sick ass looking character." That's and not a popular uh, take. What's that? <laughs> it's not a popular take. Uh, for me, it's just like I I liked it a lot, and uh, I liked it too. Or I wouldn't have made it. I'm on your side. Yeah, <laughs> like I I know again like. Phantasm definitely was like the you know the title the top of the title of uh, of characters, but I fucking love like that cover with Helena on it. I fucking love that cover. Um, oh, guess who owns that? You got that. Keep talking. <laughs> you can keep talking. But uh, just like the suit, the color, the scheme, the way it looks. I like how um, at first when she shows up, you don't know if she has. Uh, like oh she doesn't have a cape okay that's kind of cool and then later on she like spreads her arms out and it's the, like the fucking like like it's like the fucking beyond like the Batman Beyond wings coming out of her suit and I was like oh shit she looks futuristic and, yeah um, the, but the it's thing that um to add to what Tom was saying like when you see Helena you're like it looks like a first appearance cowl like I love the fucking cowl on that. Okay, well, it is the first appearance, Cal, and it is Batman Beyond Wings. Yeah, we nailed it, dude. Yeah, but yeah, it, it looks awesome. Like, we need more of that. <laughs> yeah, 
And I think another thing that like I really liked about it is some the reason I was asking about the canon thing is I liked I kind of liked this book not existing in canon because when I think maybe like that happens people have the freedom to do whatever the fuck they want and not have to worry about like you know what you know oh you can't do this you can't do that you can't do this and like the fact that Helena's in this book and she's like the Batman and Dick is the commissioner and he looks cool too you know um I love that shit like I love that like break away from the norm of canon and play with things and and like seeing seeing like fucking Helena Wayne in a bat suit you know like seeing her with uh Dick you know on the roof and she's got she's like it's her fucking bat cave that was pretty sick like when she's telling people to get out of the bat cave you know I really like a lot of that stuff so I think for me it was a little bit of uh you're getting something that you wouldn't normally get um it's kind of like a new Batman but it's Helena you know so well um yeah when the second it went black label or once I realized you know it wasn't normal you know I'm like I'm not drawing Batwoman in that red and black suit because in the script it says red and black suit. I'm like, nope, not happening. That's and awesome. Then the whole reason I did the Catwoman thing and tried to get permission to do that because I was like, you know, why can't I now? And also, I thought it would help with the time jump. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, yeah that wasn't a popular, I had to fight for that too. Popular, like, amongst, like, editorial? I'm not gonna name names. Uh, <laughs> Just, yeah, I mean, because oh, oh, yeah, I, 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 I did want to change to change the suit. I wanted to change the suit. Some people didn't like it, and I stuck my. I'm just like, well, I'm I'm the artist, and that's what I want to <laughs> do. So yeah, and I'm glad that you did for personal reasons, dude. That suit looks so sick, and her look is awesome. And I know you want to see a Phantasm figure, but I would fucking love a Helena Wayne, you know, figure. No, I would too. But Phantasm, I feel like, is a little more popular. So Man, in, the, have... in, go ahead, go ahead, sir. In the book, uh, I don't know if they're doing it just to kind of like say it ceremoniously, or if they really do. Do they call her Batwoman, or do they call her Batman? I know that... in the recent issue it said Batman, and I'm thinking, you know. Get Tom on your podcast. I thought it was just kind of symbolic, maybe. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like saying, like, you're the Batman now. You know, just that way. Not that that's what they call you. I was trying to find it. I own that Helena cover that Jim Lee drew. He gave it to me. Whoa, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm a little nervous because I can't find it. Uh But, um... I reorganized. It's somewhere safe. I know that. I always put something somewhere safe and never can find it. But um, yeah, we traded. I gave him my Helena cover for his, and I'm just gonna assume it was a pity trade. So he gave it to me. Well, you got a pretty sick. Uh, hang on um, one second. That's like um, two NFL players just swapping jerseys at the end of the game. Yeah, dude, it's so sick. <laughs> no, it's not. It's I, I'm so grateful he gave it to me. It's like, did you find it? I'm looking. For, are you? Okay, well, I'm, I was asking you, but here, just in case, uh, 
shit. Yeah, I have that. I was trying to show you guys the black and white. Well, if you can find it, you can find it, but we're looking yeah. at it right now. So you have this one, then. I own that, yes. Damn. And it's cool because it's the only cover, I think, Jim Lee, maybe it's definitely the only one with my version of Catwoman. Obviously, that's my version of that woman. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, when did Clay Man ever, what, what, like, I'm just talking to myself, like, I got Jim Lee to draw a costume I made, and he gave it yeah, to me. Yeah, dude. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. So, like, this is the kind of shit that you got to have on your wall whenever you're drawing. Just to, to like, to let motherfuckers know. Yeah, I know? need to get it. I, that's tucked away until I can get it, like, UV glass framed and yeah. all that. Yeah. Um, do you have any interest in scanning it and then having, like, uh, like uh, what's his name? Uh, Alex Sinclair color it? Like, a ri- uh, like to have, like, on the wall color? Yeah, original? like, side by side. So you have, like, your original gems, and then you get Alex to, to color the uh, copy, and you have them side by side like that? I honestly would probably just get this blown up as a poster, then. Yeah. Since, but, or just frame the book right next to it since it has my name on it. Yeah, that'd be cool too. I didn't even re- realize that, um, that's, that's your Batman and Catwoman. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like the only time. Yeah, he, now that I look at the, the specifics on Batman, he's got the, uh, the bands well, on his thigh. Yeah. Yeah, cause that's something that, uh, people criticize, like, when DK3 was going on and Jim Lee, did a variant cover for that it wasn't frank miller batman he drew he drew jim lee batman <laughs> what's well, funny because like he's doing your cover and he draws clay man's batman one time one time it's funny though because even on my covers i'm like well jim won't draw mine why am i drawing mine <laughs> <laughs> like i started Fair switching point. to the Sometimes I switch to more well-known suits because I'm like, I think it will work. Like on the most recent cover 11 where there's the, it is a big ring behind them, which I don't think anybody notices, but um, uh, yeah, I drew her in her black costume and I'm just like, well, it works better on this. So, yeah, I mean, Jim Lee's drawing my covers. I don't care what he draws. Uh, I'm happy. So. But yeah, it was really nice for him to give that to me. It made me really happy. Yeah, it's so very cool thing to have. As you're seeing the Jim Lee variants come out, did you get a sneak peek at them early, or did you see him kind of like as Jim was sharing them online, or how did you see those roll out? A little bit of everything. Like some he showed me personally. Some he'd asked me, like he'd asked me for reference for some things. Like probably when he drew this, I think he asked me to send him some of my drawings and. Um, and then some of my editors would show me, and I mean, yeah, it was a mix. What would you say is your favorite one of the variants that he did aside from the, well, I, I guess you just answered it, right? That's not my favorite. Oh, Person- really? No, uh, for personal reasons. Yes. But like, just like, mm, hmm. I feel like he did. I might like the one where 
I mean, they're all this. They all, if I describe it as Batman, Catwoman, and Joker, it's going to sound like all of them. It's, I think, with Joker's like tied up on the bottom, maybe, and there's like he's in a Christmas, a Santa suit. That might be my favorite. I'm not sure. Oh, that was a cool one. I'm not uh, sure. I like them all equally, maybe. I'm having a hard time recalling them in my head. I am going to see if I can bring... Oh, man, this one's yours. I want to look at this one right now and show the guys, too, because it's so good looking. Is this the one that you gave him? Um, it might be this one. It might be a different one, but let's see if it's this one. Is this the one that you gave him? After it starts loading. Yes. Oh, fuck. Now, I love... I I don't... I still, I'm still happy with her in the background, but I can't stand Catwoman. I want to scribble a marker all over her, but oh well. <laughs> of course, and that's I, fine. And I really, and one of you mentioned how maybe the cow was like the original Batman cow. Yeah. That's kind of a nod to like that famous cover. I want to say, I think it might be a Neil Adams cover, but that doesn't sound right either. That might be, No. It's not a year one. We're going much further back. Let's check out. I think uh, Detective. Let's check out this one. I like this one a lot. This was a cool one to see Jim Lee do. And then uh, I have another one that you did that I think it's hard to pick out a favorite when you did so many cool ones. But I think people are really going to like this one because for obvious reasons, if they know the nod. Yeah, that was fun to do. Yeah, man. That's a cool one. His legs are skinny. His... <laughs> I love seeing this stuff because I'm like, I just, I will point out what I wish I could change. <laughs> You're not the only. Probably, it's what's funny is anytime I post any of Lieber Mayo's work, he'll message and just say, "Yeah, I hate that." <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at his legs right now. I'm like, why did I draw his legs so skinny? But maybe. Dude, you are giving people body dysmorphia by saying that when they're looking at how <laughs> thick those thighs are. No, not his thighs. His so when I say legs, I'm talking about mid calf down. Oh, okay. What I'm talking about. Dude, look at how laying in the back, looking sick. This yeah, dude, it's so sick. I forgot. For those who him. don't know, this is a uh, Bruce Tim Mask of the Phantasm nod for like uh, it was like the trade cover or uh, I forget what specifically it was used for, but. Such a sick nod. And then Jim the uh, comic adaptation, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the comic that came with the movie when you bought it. This is kind of it's Oh, totally forgot that one. This one's sick too. I love that one. This is Jim's first cover after I think he hurt his arm. Oh. Oh man. Yeah, I remember it was I feel like he commented that was struggle to draw because I guess he had hurt his arm for his hand for a while. Yeah. His fingers were doing like it was like separating from like his hand. They were like doing this or something. No, had, I like yeah. this cover a lot. I forgot about this cover. Dude, there's so many good ones, man. Like, like it, I said, that, was that around the time he was drawing those sixty covers? Mm, Not, it was in the was middle that? of it. Yeah, yeah, I remember he took a hiatus. Yeah, towards but, the um, end. From what Clay was saying before, I think that a Helena cover. He was talking about the Neil Adams uh, two twenty seven, where it kind of has Is that. It? Yeah, it is Neil right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, the, the poses are very similar but with the smoky effect, but uh, yeah, that. that oh, teases. The man, Jesus always does this. He always, like, picks the, the, picks the, what do you call it? 
the shot, the game-winning shot with like this. Oh man, I don't think I'm gonna be able to share it. Um, well, at, at least we don't have uh, Charles in here talking about Olivier Olivier oh Coipel covers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I think that's why he he had to go as the trunkler imposter because he wanted yeah. to play off. He wanted to hide <laughs> behind his, his faults. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just drew an awesome Red Hook cover for Sean's book. So nice. Ooh. Is it out there yet? That was no. a joke because Olivia just did it. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. got you me. got me excited. Got me. Yeah, I know. We're like, what? You should yeah. do it anyway. Remember where you heard it first. Do it anyway. See what he Sean does. Has my, Sean has my my contacts. Here's the one I was wanting. This is a Phantasm one that. Oh, number six? Is, is it is mine it or Jim's? Five? Is this issue five or six? I can't tell. It doesn't have any. Who, Who drew uh, it? Wait, this is this is yours. I was just looking at this one. Didn't we didn't I show this one already? The Jim Lee one? Issue five? You Where showed the Jim Lee one. Yeah, that's yes. one. Okay, I did show that one. Where's the other one that I was bringing up? I had it set up and I don't know where it went. Fuck. I don't know. Alright. Well, did he do one for every issue? He did, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Damn, dude, that's so sick. Yeah, like how how often can you say that Jim Lee did variants for a whole run on a project of yours? Never. And how <laughs> many how many how many uh, artists can say that? Yeah, I, I know. What? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I I really like um, just issue number three with with the blade and Catwoman coming through the blade. I think that's just that nails the whole series to me visually. Um, no, I remember. Yeah, I like that cover. Like, let's throw that shit on a t shirt. That's fucking awesome. Um, here it is. The one that that's number three. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that one's so oh, that one's so good. Yeah, How did look I, at the detail on that claw? Like, what did you look at for that? What do you mean? Well, her claw? That, her claw, yeah. It looks like it's like so fucking detailed. Do you have to look at reference stuff like that or you just do it off your head? I was I was stupidly about to ask you to point at it. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, right there. Okay. <laughs> um, like one of her fingers? Yeah, like did you look at a woman's hand like that? Because no. you know some artists will ha- will like take pictures or no, photographs of themselves for like. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Sometimes they do uh, some photos like that, but the claw. I don't know the claws I wear enough because no one has claws like that. Yeah, it looks awesome. It almost looks like yeah. I don't know. I'm like, did you look at a fucking animal like that? Looks crazy. No, I don't know what I did. No, I like that cover. Yeah, that yeah, that cover is cool. awesome. Like it, it, if if anything should be uh, like the the promo image for the series or the the cover for the for the trade like that that one's perfect. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. I would say if we can get a variant, I would do this one. Or maybe I, like when the figure comes out, this will be like the card on the inside of the box that Todd does. You know how he does that? Yeah, I would like a toy. Yes, that would be sick. Um. We didn't ask you. So, what is your, what was your most, what was, what were you most proud of? Uh, what character were you most proud of drawing after it was finished? Set aside your critical nature. Um, I might agree with two of you. I, well, one, I get a, I don't know. 
there's some it wouldn't be Catwoman because I was always struggling with the top part with the goggles and the head and I don't think I took time to really figure that out before I did it. Batman, I didn't do anything too original with him. I do really like Helena Wayne. I'll stick by what I I stick by my design. Um She's a ton of fun for me to draw, so that's a win. But I was really happy with... I was happy with Phantasm. I had, you know, because in the cartoon, she's just in a black tight suit, and there's really... I really had to flesh out the mask and make it, like, real and kind of make sense of her costume looking like a man when she's really a woman, so... I was happy with that. And there is a company doing one of these like enormous statues of it. Oh, nice. Uh, which I don't think I'm allowed to say which company, but it's like one of the, it's definitely one of the ones you would know their name. Iron Studios or Prime One. Maybe one of those. Maybe one of those. Or oh, maybe one of those. But I had to do all these. I had, you know, yeah, I'm still proud of that picture. But yeah. yeah, yeah, belly buttons. Poor, oh my gosh, a belly Keep button. Keep it to yourself, Clay. <laughs> what? I, well, I should, I, I, I shouldn't. You know, I blame Tomeo. <laughs> um, <laughs> he he highlighted it too much. I mean, Jim Lee's. I mean, look, I don't know. I every artist. It's not like I. I'm the first one to draw a little indentation there. There's so many artists who do it. Even if you go back to the 70s and earlier, mm-hmm. there's artists who do it. So. You're just trying to make it look realistic, and that's appreciated. <laughs> I love the creases in the suit. Like, it makes it look super skin tight, but also that she's definitely wearing a suit. Super rad. This, uh, yeah, man, this is, I mean, if you ask fans, this thing looks badass, dude. That design looks so sick. And I like how, like, it kind of highlights the upper armor, too, a little bit. Well, people are like, it makes no sense because the armor is on top. And I'm like, I have so many, I don't know. There's a couple anime characters I grew up liking that have costumes like this. And also, um, you know, police don't wear, police don't wear gear on their thighs. They wear it over their vital organs. And that's about it. So, I don't know. I still like it. Yeah, dude, it's badass. It's very, very badass. I'm trying to find another one here, another example of it. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. I, I like when people compl- will complain about things like that, like details about where armor is worn or something. Oh, I don't think that's well, right. Oh, but they jump off roofs and swing from ropes. Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, what I find annoying like is they'll they'll take my picture and then they'll redraw it and they'll add like the same armor I drew on her top but they'll draw it on her legs and down her calves and be like, this is how it should be. What? Like, no, because, well, say that's how you want it to be, but don't tell me that's how it should be because, yeah. you know, I made it. That's <laughs> not how it happens, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, I just don't understand social media. It's like, if, if I had this platform when I was obsessed with comics growing up, it wouldn't have been to tell an artist that they drew something wrong and be, be telling Jim Lee, I love you. And Eric Larson, yeah. thank, thank you for drawing or 
You wouldn't have you been know? on there telling Rob Liefeld he didn't put enough arm pouches on that guy. Yeah, it's like I don't. It's like it. It's just. Uh, it's so. That's why I don't care, because anybody like these aren't people I want to talk to. Hear that? I, guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee they're not buying the book either. So I yeah. just don't care. But and then someone will listen to this podcast and get mad at me because Clay doesn't care about what the fans think. And again, I would argue that if they're not, not buying the book, they're not a fan either. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I get defensive. And, and, and I also like to ask those people, oh, yeah, what book are you drawing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I did say online once, if you want it your way, draw it. Get the job yourself, and yeah. no one liked that comment. <laughs> but Take like, the job, yeah. that's the perk of drawing. You get to. You think I like every X Men design I see coming out over at Marvel? No, but it's not my job. Mm-hmm. So I'll wait until I do it. And I can do it my way. Isn't that simple? If you were to do um, a Marvel book that wasn't X Men. Uh, who would you like to do? I'd like to do one issue of Spider-Man before I quit comics. I wouldn't want to do it regularly. I've never been a fan of the Avengers, but I think I, I think I might have fun doing it for a short period. I don't know. Uh, not 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 any of the ones I did when I started. So. I'm not interested in like Daredevil or Elektra or Iron Fist. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I am. Um, I I asked too because I kind of I I can see you doing Spider Man because he's very, you know, very athletic looking in the suit. But in my head, I was kind of envisioning Daredevil. Yeah, I don't know. He's just never been interesting. I, I just want to. I'm sure he's interesting. I want to draw characters I that are connected to my childhood, and I just was not into the character. And and, and I that's why like you and Sean separate yourself from everyone else because you're fans like us. You grew up watching animated series after school, and you're doing you're incorporating these things that we know into your story that no one else is doing or have the, have the stones to do. So it, it's amazing. And, and you, you finally did it. So it's, and I don't think anyone else will do it anytime soon. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I will say that pitch I want to do with my brother has a spot for a phantasm in it. Nice. Nice. So it'd be nice if they let me do, It'd be nice if I could be in control what happens. It's more reason to to push it. I mean, I'll go on record right now saying that I will uh, buy that book. (laughs) Well, we'll see. I I just, I don't know. I'm I'm super interested to get to that point where I could pitch it because I'd like to, I'd like to really, it seems exciting to do. I want to. I was trying to find the one where it's uh, the back and forth between Helena and uh, Selena, where you're looking at their faces, and their faces look so strikingly similar, obviously. 
and their eyes were the same. I love that, but I couldn't find it. But uh, the close-up shots like that were super sick. But that's issue yeah. two, I think. Yeah, this was this was. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, the more and more I look at it, the more I love this costume and this uh, this look for sure, dude. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. We do need a toy of it, huh? I designed two costumes for her, and I'm um uh that's the one I went with. That's awesome. What did the other one look like? I actually might use it for something in the future, but it's a little bit more. Oh, I want to say organic looking, but also a little bit more goth. So I don't really know how to describe it other than actually just showing you, which I don't want to do. So. <laughs> All right, maybe closer. Only because I might, I might, I might use it for my the pitch I'm with my brother for something. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to let that get out and have somebody else kind of. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we talked a little bit about you being at the premiere of the movie. Uh, what did you think of the movie itself? I've seen it three times. Wow. I didn't want to. <laughs> I saw it once, but I was on a high because it was at the premiere. And I was I knew I was going to the after party. And I was just like, I had just left a party with Jim Lee. And I'm like, man, like, I was just, I couldn't take it all in. And so I saw it a second time with my brother. And then I saw it a third time with my friends who wanted to see it and I haven't seen him much because of COVID, so I didn't want to say no. Um, but no, I I loved. I'll just I loved it. I knew I'd like. I knew I would like Batman Pattinson before I even saw the movie because I've seen him in other movies, and I just could tell he's a great actor. Um, and I'd argue that with anybody who disagreed. Any of you? Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I can't argue. Yeah, and w- once you hear Chris Nolan name Robert Pattinson as one of the greats, I don't think you can argue with, with Chris Nolan. I didn't need Chris Nolan to do that. I've seen enough of his movies. I made my mind up myself. <laughs> but, no, but like when, I mean, I, yeah, I just, I mean, there's, he's just in so many, I never watched the Twilight movies, so I only know what came after, and like, he's just, I mean, you can't watch Good Time, and Good Times, or whatever, and other movies he's in, he's so good, um, but, yeah, I like the movie a lot, I, 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 I love, I don't care how long it was, I'm fine with that, I, if I'm going to be critical, I didn't like the end, um, I th- I hate big endings. I oh, like yeah. like to me if that movie like I was trying to you know I'm trying to be less critical, but I was like if if this was my movie, what would I have done? And I'm thinking you know when they go to the cafe and the Riddler's sitting there, uh-huh. I would have just had all the Riddler snipers pop out at that point, like pr- protecting him or something. I don't know. I just <laughs> I don't. I hate, I just don't like big endings. And that was my only problem with it. Um, so that's it. Uh, other than that, I mean, 
I'm not a car guy, but when the cars started like humming, that might be my favorite part in the movie. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I mean, I liked it. Long long answer, but I liked it. It's awesome. And I wish they would have taken my stuff. I'm 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 <laughs> on the totally other end of that than Sean was. Yeah. <laughs> but well, and let let's hope this is a trilogy and that there's more opportunity. Um, I mean, if they don't, if I mean, I, I've seen some arguments where they're like, it's not performing like Spider-Man. And I, just recently when they said DC is going to overhaul all this stuff. and Dude, it, uh, but the, this movie, even being, you know, post pandemic where you, not everything is back to normal, like you know, most of China is still shut down. It's still outperformed a bunch of DC movies that came out pre-pandemic. Oh, I mean, if they don't continue it, I, I'll oh, go on record. There's, there's fools running DC. Oh, yeah. My, my, my only thing with this is why does it automatically have to be a trilogy that they shoot for? Like, why can't you just keep... Well, as long as we have good ideas for more projects, you know, we might do four, we might do five. Like what? I don't know why everyone immediately just shoots for trilogy, trilogy, trilogy. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent for like, I mean this, I mean this movie to me is in James, like, like James Bond in so many ways to me. Like I've always loved James Bond. I was a, you know, uh, Sean Connery fan, but when Daniel Craig was in Casino Royale, he was my favorite James Bond, and he's did more than three. And Pattinson had he's dethroned the other Batmans for me now. He's my Daniel Same. Craig, and yeah, I just want good movies. And who cares? Like, make one, make two, keep going. And I mean, thank God they picked a young actor. Like when they had Ben Affleck, I'm like, well, how long is this gonna last? Yeah. And I know someone here loves Ben Affleck because I remember that listening to Sean. More than one, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah, a, a bunch of us did, but uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat that uh, Pattinson took the number one spot for me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start a fight over that. I'll just let you guys have that one. But um... well, you don't want to lose. It's okay. <laughs> he's, but but he's he's also a big Keaton guy. So, <clears throat> I love think... Keaton, and he yeah. is my Sean Connery. But sorry, it's you know, it's I'm. I'm ready to pass on the baton. Um, I think that this is, even with all the changes and stuff, I think that it would be, like you said, really stupid to not take the opportunity to now explore like the universe in HBO Max too, because that's kind of what the plan is or was. And that's kind of uh, where you can, you know, I think like where people like really want to see maybe like rogues kind of, um explored like that's such a great opportunity to do that with like an arkham series the way they were uh, at least talking about it that would be really cool to see because yeah, I mean, and how good was the penguin like oh, yeah excellent he almost stole it for me yeah and, yeah and he was unrecognizable as colin farrell colin farrell disappeared into penguin yeah i saw colin farrell he actually walked right up to me in that party when he came in and he was like one foot from me. And I just wanted to tell him how good he was. Nice. I did it. I did it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes those are the best, uh, the best ways. But uh, from what, from what I read about the people in power now, like, you know, the, the people from discovery 
is that the mm. the things that they like the look of movie wise is like things like the performance of the the Todd Phillips Joker movie and the Matt Reeves Batman movie like that's the the things that apparently they are happy with and I think what Looking we can to expect continue. them to, to gear towards. I just don't like, yeah, make good movies, stop chasing Marvel. And exactly. on, honestly, if you want to chase Marvel, then do what Marvel did. Stop acting like you can bypass the 10-year head start they had. And like, you know, they shouldn't have done a Justice League movie, one movie after Superman or two movies after Superman or tried to like, there's no building. Like, just, dude, just good movies, slow build. And it all makes sense. Clay, did you see the deleted Joker scene? Like, it's like a five-minute Joker scene? I did. What'd you think? Um, I, I, I had mixed feelings because I thought he was super scary, which wasn't, like, scary in a, like, this man will murder me type way. Like, he just felt scary to me. But if... He, I felt it was the way they made the Riddler kind of like a serial killer. I'm like, it seemed a little too similar to the Riddler, the take they took on the Riddler, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So you would say that it was a good idea. They cut that scene out. Oh, I don't mind if it was in the movie. I heard, I, I don't want to see him in another movie. I don't want to yeah. see another serial killer in the movie. I want to see something different. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I I uh I thought like it would if they had left that scene in the movie, it would have been a little too much for me. Like like it, also just like I feel like it would have taken away from the interrogation scene that Paul Dano had with Batman. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad he took it out. But I also think like I would also be wondering like it, it, yeah, it makes you ask too many questions because mm-hmm. it's like, why are we asking the Joker anyway? Yeah, like he's like, it's like when they ask Hannibal Lecter, but like that made sense because it was like serial killer to serial killer. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, it was too much. I'm glad I saw it though. I'm glad they released it. I, I would mm. like to see it in like a director's cut because I. I would like to experience that scene in the moment. Well, I think the way you're supposed to see it and just like like be feeling there. I feel like he's gone on record saying the movie that's out is his director's cut and he chose to take it out personally. Yeah. Yeah, And I did. I feel like he also said there is no plans for Joker. And I just kind of hope it's true. Yeah. Yeah. um... I, I have one thing I would like to see. If if it's the only other thing they do with him, because the uh, what they originally planned to be uh, a GCPD series on HBO is mm-hmm. now turning into being an Arkham series, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind if the first episode started off the way the Arkham Asylum video game did, and we just see Batman delivering Joker to Arkham, and then like that's how we get introduced to to Arkham as the, as the facility, you know, like, and yeah, meeting the different characters that are there. And then that's all we get there. There's your, your Batman and Joker scene and no more Joker. We, we get to know that he's, he exists in the world, 
but we don't need another movie full of him. Yeah, I I think that sounds like a good idea. And if he was in a future movie, as long as he's in the jail and you just visit him and move on, whatever. I just don't... There's so many... I'd rather see The Court of Owls. I'd rather mm-hmm. see anything. Clayface. Mr. Yes, Please. dude. I mean... Uh, that's I why see- I was so happy to see Clayface and to see... Uh... Uh, Clayface and then Ventriloquist in your book. I was like, "Fuck yeah, man! This is what we like. We need more of these guys." And talk about, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't make movies, but how could you not have so much more fun doing something that no one's done? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no one wants to compare the Joker to, again to all these people. And like, yeah, it's just it's it's like you're you're starting you're starting like with criticism already, you know, with, with trying to do another Joker and you're like, you're already starting to try to dig yourself out of a hole. It's uh, like you said, it's the same Turkey sandwich, you know, that's what I like. Yeah. How many times can you make it? Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, like dude, like Clayface would be so awesome. Batman bat would be so awesome. Ventriloquist would be so awesome. Um, there's so many different avenues, dude, you're an X-Men guy. So like, I don't even think we've ever asked you this question. What's your favorite X-Men movie? Hasn't been made yet. There you go. That's a good answer. It's a good answer. It I mean, they probably get better as they go forward. I don't I it I don't know. I haven't seen the originals in so long, but like just the thought of watching X-Men like one makes me want to like kill myself. Yeah, I, I think the, the X-Men movies have the disadvantage of having begun in a time where yeah. nobody wanted to put comic characters in their comic costumes yeah. on screen because they were all thinking, oh, no, we can't have them wearing spandex. Even the one with uh, Olivia Munn and Oscar Isaac, the apocalypse, like, man, I hated it. Um, but I only think I've seen it once, so maybe I'd like it better a second mm, time. Without. I don't know, man. <laughs> but, what like, no, I just... Time? I don't think I liked it. Probably Logan. Yeah. Um, I think the Wolverines got better as they went on. Uh, probably. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of like, and I'm a huge fan of Rob Liefeld, but like the, the Deadpool stuff is, I, I like a serious movie. That's why I really like Batman. I'm not into this goofy slapstick stuff too much. So, like I'm not a Deadpool movie person, and um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen the X Men movie. I want to see it. Yeah, it's a uh, it. It is like yeah, you're right, Robin. When you go back, it's like there. You could tell there was like a definite like kind of um, thing that they were trying to avoid when they were making those movies that eventually became popular, like being more closer to the source material was like more celebrated than if it wasn't, and. Um, even that, even that, like, uh, there's a, there's like a post credit scene where I think it was in The Wolverine when uh, he's getting off a plane and he's presented with the case and it's got his classic black and yellow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was blue and yellow or what color it was, but it was like his classic suit, and he like just never wore that ever, even after that post credit scene, or maybe that was a deleted scene. I can't remember, but it's so um, weird to me they never like if I mean it's a Batman mask, but. It's just the ears go a little different. Like, it's so possible. 
Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's, it's so similar, uh, especially if you compare the shape of it to like the, what you used for Helena's cowl, you know, that, that yeah. first appearance like that, that silhouette is so similar. Yeah. I've heard some, like, I don't know if they're real and I try not to pay too much attention, but like, I'm super curious. I've heard people wonder if Wolverine's going to be in uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, the, oh, yeah. the cinemat- Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, because they go so uh, Illuminati there. It would be super cool to see what the like the I mean, say what you will about how bad you know the stories got at the end of the X Men movies. Like the first, the first couple of them were so really like they made a lot of money and I think they were really popular that it would be kind of dumb for the Marvel Cinematic Universe to not find a space for them. I feel like. Well, this There's... is what if he like. This is what I think. I'm just gonna assume they're being smart again, and instead of doing what like I feel like the DC movie has done, and like we got them, let's we have to make it now, and it's gonna be stupid. Same thing like with some of the Sony movies, like they know they own them, and they're going to wait, and they're gonna figure it out, and they'll do it right, and the movies will be fantastic. That's just my hope, like. I'm glad they haven't made one the second they got one because then it'll suck and everyone will hate it and they, you know, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it and I haven't heard how it's been received, but I'm really excited about that Morbius. We'll see how that goes. Um, I feel like I've heard only bad things. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to say the same. Like that, that meme with the uh, broken car window. Says, uh, I'm not gonna lie uh, though, it makes me want to see it because it can't. Be I know, that, right? yeah, me too. <laughs> There's a meme with a broken car window, and it says, I had two Morbius tickets in my car, somebody smashed my window and left two more. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I did watch the post credit scene, it was already online, and people said how bad it was. And I'm like, I watched it, and I'm like. It's not great, but like, why is this so bad? I don't, I don't, maybe I have to watch the whole movie to understand how bad it is. I don't, I don't know. But um, maybe we can let uh, Clay get back to a normal life here. Uh, we do have issue 12 of Batman Catwoman, June 14th. They fucking get married. You heard it. But do they? <laughs> oh, now look what you did. <laughs> that retailer is going to be so mad at you. First of all, <laughs> I wouldn't have drawn that cover, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm smart enough to know after what happened last time. I'd be nowhere near this if they don't get married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. And uh, so, yeah, we'll get the wrap-up of that. We get the wrap-up with, with Phantasm and Joker and uh, the, you know, the jumps through time we get the the past and and the present and all that and one thing i I don't know if this can be said for a lot of authors but particularly with tom king stuff i like doing a reread at the end i i just reread the first 11 issues again Mm -hmm. and something about his writing style might be because he you know he keeps so many threads going but uh, i do always enjoy it uh more when i reread everything together yeah, I feel like I hear that a lot. He's a good writer for trade, like he mm. wants by that. So trade, yeah, weight. yeah. Like, and it it might just be you know me. I I'm dumb and I can't <laughs> retain all that information freshly in my brain after months. Yeah, I mean, let's not lie. The book is not timely. <laughs> 
so it's t- yeah i mean it's a lot to i mean i have to remind myself what's happened sometimes so. yeah I have found myself just doing that more often, just waiting for multiple issues to come out because I, I just enjoy them like that anyway. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I, I just particularly like doing a reread of a whole series uh, right before the final issue. Like mm-hmm. I did that with Mr. Miracle as well. And it well, gets like, you uh, refreshed for the last issue. You mentioned the time jumps. Like I was so good at keeping track of them. And then when I came back after Liam, man, I've drawn at least four pages uh, in the wrong timeline. Like, I drew Catwoman. I drew a splash of Catwoman in the wrong suit. I was so mad. No oh, way. I, I inked it and everything. I did another Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I couldn't. I, and then I would be like, I know I have it right. And then I would I'd be like, I'd second guess myself. And I'd be like, crap, I got it wrong. I'd draw it. And I was right the first time. And I'm just like, oh. That's yeah. so brutal. But especially if you were like pumped with how it looked and came out, <laughs> <laughs> this is the best spread I've ever done. Brutal. Now I got to erase it again. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, Clay, I don't think you have to hear it from us again, but the minute you're ready to, uh, you know, do whatever it is on your own with your brother, any project, like we're in your corner, man. And then, you know, we'll, we'll get the word out as best we can. So. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Good night nice to chat with you guys and, uh, you know, vent. <laughs> yeah, man. And anytime you need to, man, like, you know, especially if that project gets picked up, whatever you got going on, like, come on over. Yeah, it's, it's also an important thing for fans to know, um, you know, because that's why Bat Force is you know, who we are. We're, we're honest, we're transparent and people want that perspective from us. And we want to help kind of bring that perspective. So fans can start supporting you more and getting the word out. So it's, it's, it's an important, awkward, uncomfortable discussion to have, but I feel like fans need to know that we need to help push artists so they can get, DC to kind of change their ways because everyone is saying the same thing. We, you know, we've heard that for the past year and change. So, well, I think, yeah. I mean, I don't want to hate on DC. I think it's almost every company. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to work for you. Got you got to like you got to work for. A, you have to work in a situation that makes you feel good about the work you do and feel valued. And yeah. uh, it's very very important. So. There's a reason those people aren't there anymore. I'd, I'd, I'd wager it has something to do with the inability to kind of like pull the best out of someone, you know? Maybe. So. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but hey, man. But yeah, like we're excited to see what you got going on next, and we're going to follow you there, too. Well, I appreciate it, and hopefully I can let you guys know. For sure, dude. We'll hope for good news. All right. Well, have a good night. Appreciate it. Everyone check out Batman Catwoman. Thanks, Clay. We're wrapping up here. Yeah. See you guys. Later, man. Good night. Later.